Mm-hmm. Um, is, is there anything that you don't want to talk about? Well, I'll find out. I guess just my meth habit. A firecracker is defined as an outstanding or exciting person or thing. If there was one word to describe my next guest, it would be firecracker. She's an alumni of Second City Toronto, an award-winning actress and comedian, and she's one of the stars of Mr. D on CBC. She's also the host of the Firecracker Department, which is a podcast celebrating the brightest minds and the most charismatic women in entertainment. Please welcome to the show the original Firecracker, Naomi Sneakus. Oh, you did it. You did everything right. Should we just stop talking? Because that was so great. Oh, my gosh. What happens if that's the peak of this discussion? How well you did with that intro. As long as people download. That's right. That's right. And now you can turn off. Turn it off now. That's right. It goes downhill from here. Write a review and turn off. Mm -hmm. Please rate, Mm -hmm. review, subscribe. All that stuff. Yeah. You know, you can rate it as a five star and give a crappy review. Nobody cares. No one reads. Does anyone yeah. read anymore? I mean, I read reviews. Do you? Not from my own. Well, I guess I do. I like the firecracker reviews because they're all like specific to the ladies that I've interviewed. And I'm yeah. curious about like what people are jazzed by. But um, I don't know. Nobody, nobody. People just want um, engagement, right? We just want people to listen yeah. and to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but firecracker department. Mm-hmm. It's more than just a podcast. Right? That's yeah. what we keep saying. It's more than just a podcast. Yeah. It was just a podcast for two it years. It started off as one? Okay. And then we, I reached out because I needed help with um, everything. Like, you, you know, like, there's a, I don't even know. Is it recording? Yeah. I have that fear, too. I hate that. I know. I've done it once, just so you know. I've done it once. Um, and it's a nightmare. But the, uh, we, I reached out because I was like, oh, I want to do other things. Like, Firecracker Department has such potential because it's so... It's in the perfect pocket of what we need to do right now. It's a place where creative women and people who identify as women can come forward and get support in their creative action. But I can't do it all. And my partner, um, Caitlin Curcio, can't, we can't do it by ourselves. Uh-huh. So we reached out and we had all these people step forward. So now it's become like a platform. It's a platform mm. of c- creative community. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> you can hear I'm hesitating because it's really cutting edge right now. Like it's we're on the precipice of it being a really big movement. And it's become like tomorrow night we have our first yeah. firecracker comedy department uh, show, which is curated by Anna Gustafson. And it's a show of stand ups that are our producers at the Society for uh, Beer Drinking Ladies, which is this wow. other whole community. That's like it's just yeah. communities coming together, Cream. It's a real wow. exciting time. Well, comedy and beer, I see there's a natural. It, they're really, you know, when I do improv or when my early days when I did improv and I was so nervous, I'd, ha- I'd get there. I'd be so tired because the shows would start at like 11. Yeah. And I'd be so tired, so I'd have coffee. And then I'd get there, I'd so nervous, I'd have a beer. So I call that my comedy cocktail when you have a beer and a coffee at the same. Ah. In two hands, maybe, two. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it is. It's becoming a lot. And it, it feels like a good timed project. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Well, we're going to get back to uh, Firecracker. Yeah, I am bored with it. Are you? Move that, on. Enough. Let's, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about something. <laughs> so your, your, your first meth business. <laughs> yes, my meth business. I thought you weren't going to talk about that, Kareem. I told you there's only one thing I don't want to talk about. It's my meth habit. How does one go from the University of Waterloo? Oh, hello, Mr. Research. To comedy. Yeah. Um, have you been to Waterloo? <laughs> no. It's, there's, you got to find something. <laughs> I mean, my, I mean, I grew up in Waterloo. 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what I was doing there. I, in fact, when everybody, you know, when people are in high school and everybody's like submitting their applications for university, I was so freaked out I didn't submit anywhere. I was just like, oh. screw this. I'm just going to take a year off and go to Europe. And then the last minute I was like, oh, I'm not, I haven't planned Europe. I better do something with my life. Yeah. So honest to God, I went to the, the counselors and I was like, can I just enroll? And they somehow, I don't know. That's like just, that's the card, the you never know card. I played a lot of those. I do play a lot of those. So I mean, my father was a professor at University of Waterloo okay. in chemistry. Yeah, yeah. So I think I either got free tuition or half price tuition. So yeah. it wasn't like a huge financial sure. investment. It's just like, let's just do this. And in those days, I think tuition was $100. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it was to... not as expensive as it yeah, is now. You don't now. have to mortgage your, your life away. Yeah. Well, I mean, what student has a mortgage, right? When, True. Like at that point, Who you have knows, nothing no, to give. You have no clue. Yeah. Yeah. So we, so I did that, and then I quickly realized I didn't want to be in academia. It just okay. wasn't for me. I was in the drama you, department. Did you? Okay. So you didn't follow your dad into chemistry. No. Okay. God no. You know, like I grew up hanging out in his lab and playing with dry ice, and then that's where it stopped. Yeah. Poor guy. I think I've played was a lot sad? of science. Was, was he excited? Okay, she's coming to Waterloo. That's a step in the right direction. No, but no, she's doing he drama. Just, he's a good guy. He just wants me happy. Yeah. He just like he's so proud of everything that I've done, and um, yeah, I think if I mean he's happy when I uh, like you know when you when you I'm trying to do this and vocalize what I'm doing, but you know when you have a glass of water and you spin it around without spilling it. Yeah. There's a name for that. And he, he gets proud of me for doing that, which is a way of like chemists mixing things. Ah, okay. So I'd get, I'll give him that joy. <laughs> so what, now I, your mom was in drama? She was yeah, so she was drama? like a like um, amateur theater. And okay. She did, and but she was always like the star of every show and people just adored her. So I spent a lot of time like falling asleep on stages and okay. being part of that world. Uh, all right. So I knew I loved it. I just didn't think it was a career. I didn't okay. think, I, I thought it was more of a hobby. Yeah. So I am. Um, like something to do on a Friday night or something like that. Yeah. Or like a part time thing when you're at yeah. your other thing. And but I loved it so much. I loved performing. I danced. Mm-hmm. I loved all that. So I um, applied to go to U Ryerson. OK. And um, I auditioned and everything else. Am I jumping your notes? No, you're, you're doing great. Am I? <laughs> I didn't even send this to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know my life pretty well, I have to tell you. Um, yeah, and so Ryerson, I was so, I, again, like I didn't think it was for me. So I got in and then I called immediately and said, can I defer it for a year? Okay. And they were like, no. You wanted <laughs> so, to stay in Waterloo or you were just scared? I just or you was didn't scared. Know? Like I was like, what am I doing? I'm going to go study a hobby. Like it's almost like, okay. what are you going to do? Go to school for, I'm going to become a stained glass artist, which there are sure. and they're fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't think it was a real okay. thing. So they said I couldn't defer. And so I called back, like, honestly, half an hour later and said, can I get a teaching degree with the diploma? And they were like, no. So I was sort of like, oh, fine, I'll just go. Yeah. And I promise you, in the first week, I was like, I don't want to do anything else. I just I just was so at home. Everything that we did, we did, like, weird exercises and rolling around on the floor and contact improv and improv improv in general just with this great teacher and so this is like perfect like for like you knew that this is what you were going to do for like money like for a job for yeah career? really I knew I could do yeah. it like I knew like I def I just I, I knew I could be in the business of it okay and I liked the aspect of I already knew I wanted to create things mm. so I knew that I I just I had just had confidence in a weird and unrealistic way. 
<laughs> so in high school, like, were you in plays? Did you perform? Yeah, but never the leads. <laughs> like, okay. I was never, they. I'd be like, girl number three, mm. or student with brown hair. Like, never, yeah. never anything that people would remember. But I loved it, and I, I, um, I, yeah, and I danced as well. So I like performing. Yeah. And then even as a kid, like, don't you remember doing stuff as a kid that you're doing now? Like, did you do anything like interview stuff when you were a kid? Uh, no, but I loved radio. Okay, so you were you had an yeah. affinity with it. I loved David Letterman. Okay. I love what he's doing now more so. I do too. Than what he did before. I used to have, I tell people this now, to show them how much I adored David Letterman. Um, up until a few years ago, we're doing a garage sale. I, I found an old wallet of mine, and in the wallet, you know, you have pictures of your boyfriend or girlfriend, your sure. grandparents. But I had a photo of David Letterman. Oh, in my that's wallet. adorable. <laughs> that's adorable. You loved him. Yeah. He was your boyfriend. He was my boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, I used to do um, puppet shows in my community. So we lived on a cul-de-sac. Yeah. And I would do puppet shows for the neighbors. So I created a puppet theater, mm -hmm. and I made puppets, and then I wrote 10 tickets out. I only sold three. Wow. But um, and when I say sold, I gave away. But I perforated <laughs> them so with a pin so you could rip them. And I had snacks at the lobby. Yeah. And so I was producing. I was producing and performing. Oh, my goodness. So I knew. I don't know. I just knew I didn't want to do anything else. Yeah. Even if you it was going to be a struggle, yeah. I knew I didn't want to do anything else. That's amazing. Do you remember your first, I don't know, starring or big gig or performance or lead? Yeah. I mean, there's certain... There's every every show feels like a success in some ways, mm -hmm. you know, like even if it's a small role, you'd be like, great, I'm going to have because everything leads to another opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, they always say, like, um, like, make sure you seize the opportunities that come your way. And my feeling is like that there's so many ways of getting opportunities other than watching Netflix. If you watch Netflix, nobody's going to knock on your door. No, be like, have you seen that girl? She watches <laughs> Netflix better than anyone. <laughs> so I. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I would say I got the lead in a play in Vancouver at the Stanley Theatre called The Ginkgo Tree, which was written by Lee McDougall, mm -hmm. who has since gone on. He wrote um, High Life, which is an amazing play, and he starred in the original Come From Away musical, which oh. is on Broadway and around the world. Yeah. So he um, wrote this play, and I was cast in it, and I loved it. Like, I was so proud to be the lead, and it wasn't like, I don't know, I guess it didn't like go off the charts as far as box office, but for me it did. Like I actually didn't notice how big or small the audience was because I was so, so proud. I was yeah. so thrilled. I was doing what I want to do. That's amazing. Like, wouldn't you want to do what you want to do and struggle through it rather than do a job that you're like, it's not really what I want to do. I have a boat, but I'm not doing what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. You know. I think there's a balance. Yeah. Yeah. There's but a, there's a balance because you really need that boat. Do you? I don't know. I don't. I don't need. I mean, I, I don't have a boat, but I have things that I didn't yeah. think I could have as an actor. Fair enough. Yeah. Like I have a home and I have I get to do things. I don't have restrictions. Mm -hmm. So it's never stopped me. But I would much rather do this than be like, oh, I'm not really doing what I want to do. So I'm really lucky. Fair enough. I yeah. recognize how lucky I yeah. am. Yeah. Yeah. When did Second City begin for you? Was it right after school or during school? No. So during Second City or during um, Ryerson days, I used to go with my friend Linda Ballantyne, who is a phenomenal voice actress, mm -hmm. and she's uh, Sailor Moon. I don't know if you know that oh, yeah. cartoon. So yeah, she, yeah. that's her. And uh, she and I used to go to Second City and watch the free improv every night. Okay. And just like 
I mean, I always loved SCTV. Yeah, Do you yeah. know SCTV? Yeah, yeah. Is that? Yeah, yeah. And I just, that was the show that we watched as a family and Catherine O'Hara and Andrew Martin were all just heroes of mine. So I knew I had to do Second City at some point, whether it's classes or sh uh, be on stage. And so I was in Vancouver, living in Vancouver, and uh, I, ha I, I didn't see the opportunity coming. So mm. I had to make the opportunity for myself. And I heard about the auditions. I went to Toronto and I crashed them. Like they didn't give me an appointment. I just went anyway. Yeah. And then I, I got a part in the touring company. Wow. So I moved from Vancouver to Toronto and started in the touring company and uh, quickly somebody, a position opened up on main stage. So I got to go on main stage. And you know, again, like timing and, and chance have a lot mm. to do with it, but it was a really great opportunity. And as soon as I walked into Second City, I was like, oh yeah, this is where I need to be. It's just fantastic. Have you been to Second City? Uh, yeah, I've been a couple of times mm -hmm. for uh, yeah, yeah, for fundraisers and stuff and see the acts and yeah, yeah. How do you like? I'm really so I've, I'm a huge comedy fan. Like what, New York City. If, whenever I'm in New York City, I've heard of it. Every night. Yeah, it's a pretty it's yeah. a small city. Yeah, know? but people go there. People go there. Go buy donuts. Um, I'm always I always every night uh, that I have available, a comedy cellar. Yeah, I'm down there. Okay. Um, I'm, I mean, we're in a, I'm wearing a. Comedy seller T-shirt underneath. You don't need to strip down. No, for I me. was going to get real <laughs> super awkward because uh, you're wearing a Facebook uh, hoodie. Because it was cold in the office. It's still, it's still fine. It's not. Um, it, there could be worse logos for you to wear. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, comedy seller, who have yeah. you seen there? Oh, I've seen, I've seen so many people. Like, I, who's the one that sticks out? Like, I can't believe I was here for that night. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I was there for a, a night. That okay. Everyone is, is talking about these. People days. will, people listening now will listen. They'll have to now listen until the end. Oh, that. Yes, yeah. we got him. Yeah, yeah. We, we got go. him. That's the hook. I yeah. Write this down. That books. <laughs> um, <Have> books. <laughs> But I've always wanted, and so I'm a fan of comedy. I mean, I used to have, now I know, we, we're not, I don't know if we're supposed to enjoy this guy anymore, uh, Bill Cosby. I used to have Bill Cosby yeah. albums. And but I he's loved done. that stuff. Isn't his comedy done now for he's you? He's finished, yeah. Like, no, but can you even enjoy what his past comedy okay, was? Okay, all right. So let's, okay. So yeah, let's, let's, let's get into let's, this. Let's get into this. Yeah. Um, is it possible, let me preface it with this. Um, my brother in his room, when we all used to live together, um, he used to draw stuff on the wall, mm -hmm. and he drew a person, and he gave a person a label, you know, dry, clean, machine wash, warm water, and then under that, have heroes. Okay. And so my question nowadays is, can we wow, have... Wow, your brother's advanced. Can we, can we have heroes anymore? So, for example, if, 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 if Bill Cosby was a quote-unquote hero, mm -hmm. can he be a hero anymore? Or the other question is, can we remove the person from from the arts like can we okay. separate the two so can can one still enjoy um bill cosby's noah right Wait, it's fine i just had this discussion as well so i'm very it's very current the first one about are there heroes right mm -hmm. because they say like be careful about meeting your hero yeah because they won't hold up yeah yeah um so maybe the question is like or not a question but you need to choose your heroes carefully yeah Bill Cosby, I don't think so. I'm so disappointed in him. Mm -hmm. I'm so disappointed so in him. You, like, you couldn't listen to his stuff anymore? Not really. Or do you think I mean, back and go, I can't believe I enjoyed that? I'm, I'm I ne well, here's the thing. I never was enamored with him. Okay. So that's different, because I know yeah. you, if he was a hero to you, yeah, yeah. it'd be hard for you to divorce him. Yeah. Because you still 
it's like David Letterman. Yeah. You're, it was your boyfriend. So I'm trying to think, like, if somebody like Steve Carell came forward as oh. somebody, it would devastate me. Yeah. And could I, you enjoy The Office anymore? I don't know. That's a, I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time detaching. Like, Were you ever a Louis C.K. fan? Not really. No. So I was. So how are you with that? So I was in the comedy cellar. When he was there, and he sh- you just you just gave the hook away. Yeah. So now people are going to turn off. You should. No, no, I got, I got more hooks. No, because <laughs> no, we got into it. <laughs> okay, so you were the comedy so selling. So he hidden. shows. Okay. And so he, I mean, his name is not written on the board. No, he just anything. turns up. He just turns up. Um, and, and you always hope that someone turns up because you always hear that people are going to turn up. And so he shows up, and I look at my coworker, my friend, and go, "Oh my god!" And so we're there, and and he and he, he does a set, and it was a great set, but then afterwards, it's like. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. Well, how right? did you feel? Like, if somebody didn't tell you how to feel, how did you feel? I enjoyed the set. Uh-huh. But then after the set, I was, it was almost, it was almost, uh, should I feel ashamed? Like, I, I didn't Did know, people leave? No one left. Right. No one left. Um, I, f- I, I didn't know whether I could, I was afraid to go on social media. Right. And see, oh my God. I went to see. To see Louis, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. showed up, or like I and I didn't, and I waited. I waited a few weeks, and then I and then all I did was I went on Facebook and I said, "This is what happened," and that and I just left it at that. Right. And what were your comments about that? Um, people, again, people. I don't. Some people said that you know, yes, they enjoyed it, but now forget it. He can't come back to comedy anymore. He, he lost his chance. He go do something. Do you done. think he's lost his chance? Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, no, no, no. But do you think he's lost his chance forever? I, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? No. No. He hasn't. Okay. No. Very, you're yeah. very definite about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just an opinion. I, I'm, I'm not. Do you think he's taken ownership of what he did? Apparently he hasn't. See, that's my problem. Yeah, he has If hasn't. there's like a level of, like, did you see the whole thing that happened with um, Jeffrey Tambor and during the Arrested Development panel mm-hmm. with Jessica Wa- Waters yeah, 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 and yeah. Um, Jason um, Bateman mm-hmm. didn't step up for her. Didn't He True. didn't support her. Yeah. And then he wrote this apology yeah. and said, I was out of line. Yeah. And I'm like, that's ownership of your mistakes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make mistakes in my life. Yeah. I hope, because I hope I live with such boldness that I, I do make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also gonna own them. Yeah. So I feel like Bill Cosby never owned his he mistakes. Never, did, no. never. And same with Louis C.K. And so I just go, you know what? Step up, take take the hit and recognize you didn't play the cards properly. Yeah. And then move on. And then like and then get build back up. Like yeah. I just so I don't know. I think I'd probably watch Louis C.K.'s show going, Oh, you're a jerk. Yeah. I don't know if I wanna spend time with a jerk. Yeah, like I can't, like I, like uh, yeah, no, I won't watch him anymore. Yeah, that I know. I won't go to see him. I guess it would have been exciting to be in the room because there's probably a great buzz and. Oh, I'm telling you, the the room popped for him. Yeah. The room popped for him. Well, how was his stand up? Was it funny? Like, was he? It was funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was funny. It was all brand new stuff. Yeah. And so then I also go back, and I and I go back and and, um, I was having this conversation with my wife and my sister in law about. You know who's allowed to say the n word, right? Know, and, and other things like that. Um, and my understanding of going to a place like the Comedy Cellar is you're not there necessarily to see a finished act. 
Like every right. everyone They're is just trying stuff out. Everyone's trying yeah. stuff out. Everyone's uh, you know going through not through the motions, but they're they're seeing what works, what doesn't work. And you see people bringing up their notebook, they're recording, yeah. they're they're testing stuff out. When they go play the ACC or a big theater or a big room, that's a finish. Yeah, that's a finish. So I understand that. I understand what's being presented to me is let's see what works and what doesn't work. Right. So I understand that aspect of it as well. And I also understand the aspect of this is not necessarily them, right? Like if you go hang out with Mr. or Mrs. Comedian, right. they're not going to speak like they speak on stage because on stage is part is a performance. You know, they might not have necessarily, well, right? I don't know. Like, I, like my husband and I are co- a comedy duo, right? Matt Barham. Mm. And we are pretty much similar on stage and off stage. Like, it's ver- a very similar dynamics. What about Dave? Dave Merhej? Dave Merhej. Yeah. I was yeah. supposed to sit down with him like a week ago when he was in town. I, he's he's going to come and do our podcast next week. Here? No, in Los Angeles. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He's fantastic. And what's he like? Like, off? So is he... So he's exactly the same as he is on stage. Like he's, he's much more energetic. Like yeah, he doesn't use his arms as much when like he's much more careful with his limbs. But he's very passionate. He's funny as hell. He's kind. Like I like him so much. I think yeah. he's great. Um, but I, so I don't know. I don't. And I think with stand up, that's the job is to bring yourself to your work. Hmm. Like okay. So Louis C.K. is that guy. I'm telling you, like, yeah. like, it, yeah. I don't, I don't think they're playing a character. Hmm. So, um, did he address anything? No, I was, and I was wondering, is he going to talk? I would about stay it? to find out if he addressed it. So he didn't. No, yeah, that's interesting. He didn't say anything. No, I don't know. It's a good debate. I don't know if I can separate. Yeah. Separate the people from their their craft. So related to all this, um, I didn't want to talk about it, but. Uh, I think you talked about it with with uh, Jean Jean Yoon. Am okay. I seeing your is name? Is this my math? Is this the math? No, problem? no, no. no. But oh. it's because we talk about like everyone's talked about it. So I don't know if it's talked too much or, okay. or not. But the the whole Me Too movement. Mm. Um, I wasn't sure where this was going. I yeah, was no, like, no, no, Is no. this uncovering like the dead bodies that I have <laughs> in my backyard? What's this, this going? This might be related. Yeah. Um, is, is it? Is it? I don't want to think too little of you that that's why you started Firecracker. Um, maybe it's part of it, but, but how, my big question is, is how do we as, as people and, and more, I'm speaking for the whole gender of men, what do we need to do? Oh, what a great interviewer. Like what a great way. That's a really great thing. Um, cause there's so much backlash of people going, I don't like what's going on. And as opposed to going, what can we do? Yeah. It's a great place to be. I mean, truthfully, in the Me Too movement and in the the climate that we're in, the role of people around it is to listen mm. and support yeah. and to be available for support. Like, you know, there's a lot of people that are pushing back on the Me Too thing and the Time's Up thing and saying that it's too much or they don't recognize the validity of it. And truthfully, like with the firecracker department, it started because... I'm curious about these women, these artists that are in my community that I want to talk to in a more in-depth way. Then the Kavanaugh trial has happened with Dr. Ford, and I was like, she's a kick-ass woman. I do not, I don't like how he's dealt with things or his um, response to her, her 
her accusations and her emotions, they, I just thought the whole thing was so, and then Trump also just made me shake with rage. I was so, mm. and that's, I don't, I'm not a rageful person. I'm a pretty positive person. So for me to have that level. Yeah. So, um, so I knew that I had to infuse that frustration and that anger into the firecracker department to make mm. it such a dynamic and empowering and powerful m movement and platform that it would overshine that kind of nonsense. So well, as we've been building it, it's definitely focusing on supporting women and people who identify as women. But it's also like when men come forward and go, I love what you're doing with the firecracker. I'm like, awesome. Mm -hmm. Retweet. Yeah, yeah. Comment. Support. Yeah. It's just not a place for you in the inner circle, but it's for you to support. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll take your support any old day. Sure, sure. So, I mean, that's the best that anybody can do if they're feeling like, what do I do? Mm -hmm. Listen yeah. and support. Yeah. And okay. make people feel heard. Like, you know, that I, you know, there's an expression of listening to respond versus listening to understand. Mm. So if you're trying to listen to understand, it's going to go yeah. further. Sometimes I feel that words are not enough. Like you, with, with almost with anything, mm -hmm. I'm a supporter that was, you know, like, I don't know, these politicians now with black face on and they go, but I'm a supporter. I wouldn't do, you know, that was a, like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it sounds like, you know, you can't have that. You can't, yeah. you can't just say it and do something else. Somewhat it's like action. Yeah. So like, what sort of actions? Like, is it like, or me? I bet you're doing it. Yeah. Like, tell me what you do. I've, I don't, I don't know what I do. Did you go to the women's march? Oh, I so, I so wanted to. <laughs> I didn't. I, I think I was. I'm so. so All right. That's my wife, something. My wife went this, the first year. Right. But the, this year I, there was something happening. Okay. So yeah, yeah. if you can't, if you go yeah. or if you can't go, you support online. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. You do yeah, your yeah. part in your social media platforms. Like what I, I, what I, I don't mean to interrupt. No. What, what I am proud to do and, and I and I always check myself um, is I want on my pod. So what I can control is this. Right. Right. On my podcast, who I talk to. Mm hmm. Uh, I must have no less than 50% women. Absolutely. That's number one. Number two, um, nothing against you, but I need more than just white people coming 100%. on A hundred percent. Right? But that's the job of a producer. Yeah. You know, like if you're doing your job well as a producer, you yeah. look at your roster of guests and go, great, there's diversity. Yeah. I see men, women, diversity in, in ethnicities. Yeah. I see diversity in genders, yeah. uh, like as far as LGBTQ sure, community. Sure, yeah, yeah. But that's our job as producers. Yeah. And if you don't see that, then you're like, I'm not doing like the firecracker department team right now. They're all white women. Yeah. I know I'm not doing my job right. Mm -hmm. I know it. But it, these are the women that have stepped forward. Yeah. And I'm definitely seeking that kind of representation because I'm not doing my job. Yeah. So I, I hear what you're saying. And also you're that's you're doing well, like that kind of awareness. Yeah. You know, I was uh, talking, I had interviewed um, Sandra Oh for a panel discussion. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who she's a, what a kick-ass lady she yeah. is. And she said, you know, whatever level of power you have, use it for mm. equality. Yeah. So if you're like, you know, I think she used the example of you're, if you're like a background performer, and then do what you have to do to keep on top of the equality in your group. If yeah. you're a high producer, do what you have to do to keep equality. So whatever you can do, step into it. You know, sure. and visibly, like if you see if you're working in a place that you're like, wow, there's no diversity here, challenge it. Say yeah. like, hey, is there any chance of getting some? It's just using the power you have. Yeah, you don't have to be in the front to lead. No. You can lead from wherever you yeah. are. Yeah. People don't think that they have power, but everybody does. Wow. Right? True. You're doing your, your part just by having a podcast that 
is diverse and yeah. equal. Thank you. Good I, for you. I do. I try to do what I can. You do. could go to the march. Yeah, I mean, do, that's the other that. part. <laughs> But then there was more. There was different marches now, right? Then there was this whole debate about which march. I mean, go to them all. Do you support? Yeah. Don't go to the march that supports um, Nazis. <laughs> don't go to that <laughs> don't one. Go to- don't go to the one that supports smoking. Go to the one that supports women. <laughs> go, go to the one. <laughs> yeah. If Fo- you need it, let me know what marches you're Fo- focus on confused that by. Focus on that one. Yeah. Um, I first became aware of you through Mr. D. Okay. Um, that's now coming to an end. Yeah. Well, I guess it's finished for you guys. You've done your, your filming and taping. Yeah. Um, but tell me, that was a great eight, se- eight seasons. Yeah, right. Eight season run. Yeah. Like, how did, like, I don't know, do things change for you when, you, when you're on a show of that stature in Canada? or? I got different track pants, for sure. But I was always Branded in track ones. pants. <laughs> do things change? Like, um, like the dynamics? Like I don't know. The, I mean, it becomes familiar, yeah. right? Which is great. Like you turn up, I just I always say it's like summer camp going to the Mr. D set because it's all your your buddies and yeah. Um, and it looks so beautiful where you guys are taping. So nice. Yeah. Have you been to Halifax? Hal- yeah. For two days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Halifax in the summer is just gorgeous. I'm I bring sure. my dog out there. We'd hang out on Citadel Hill, and it was yeah, like it's the best. Yeah. And then also like folks in the show like. Bette McDonald, who lives in Cape Breton, so she and I would get to like hang out. We don't get to see each other much during the year. Okay. So all those things, and then the thing that changes is really the the ease of it all. So we know what each person is bringing to the comedy table, yes. and the writers got stronger and stronger. Mm. Uh, Jesse Gabe, who was a head writer for many years, okay. is one of the Firecracker uh, ah, department team members. Okay. So uh, she and I have kept in touch, and yeah. So uh, that, that, I guess, changes. It's just, um, I feel really lucky to have been part of that show. Yeah. What, um, I had uh, Wes Williams on. Okay, he maestro. Was, he, he was, yeah, he was guest number 100. Come on. So we did a live, we did a whole live taping. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yes. Right? What, That's my yes. impersonation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was, is, does he doze off a lot? Did he doze off in your interview? No, but he, he always seemed he was tired. I think I think he <laughs> funny. I think I've seen him not all the time. Like when he's not tired, he's like on. Yeah. But his eyes get real shutty. Yes. When he gets tired. Yes. <laughs> yes, sister. So he um I adore him. He's so funny and he's so sweet and he cares so much and uh yeah, he's What was it like like hip hop like to me, like hip hop royalty. Right. Yeah. Because but then he but he's in comedy. Yeah. So he's a hip hop royalty in comedy world, and he just becomes a comedian, right? Like yeah. nobody's. Although, so one of the things with them, um, he was like so straight. Like he played the straight. So funny though. Yeah, straight, unaware, unassuming person. Oh man, we had a funny storyline. Did you ever see that storyline where he, um, did he leave his wife? Did his, you have to eat off of him? Was that no? He ate off of me. I had a platter he of ate deli. Off of you? Oh, because you had a crush on yeah, him. Yeah, and I was trying to like woo him, so he came over for that. dinner. <laughs> And I'd put that. a deli platter on my and body. Sort of and he just made a sandwich and then went to watch Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't take it personally because we were acting. But, yeah, he's fantastic. Did you have to get nude for that and then place? Yeah. Really? Super nudie. Oh, wow. It was uh, the nudest I've ever been. Weird, right? Um, but, yeah, he's fantastic. And he actually, because one of the things with um, 
with Matt and I, we have our own show, and he, like live shows that we do. Okay. And he came and performed live for us once in our show and did like backbone slide, and people went crazy. And yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's, he's really, really nice. Yeah. Um, what, what did you, did you know, like season one, that this is going to be a big hit? No. Yeah. We never knew. In fact, I think it was canceled every year for the first three years. And then, oh, wow. and then yeah, Jerry also, challenged it, it. It only got like one C. It kept on like one C. But that's season. Canadian, right? You never, mm, we would shoot in June and find out in May if we were shooting or not. Yeah. Like it's not, they, I don't know. Oh, no, that's, I think Schitt's Creek got two seasons at once. Yeah. But I think it's very rare. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's a runaway success. Yeah. Well, I mean, runaway. They had Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy. True. I mean, their recipe was pretty solid. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you think of that? That show has changed. How do you find it have changed? Um, it, it's become, I, I still enjoy that show, mm-hmm. but it's, it's serious. Like it's serious. Themes oh now. yeah. They've, they're starting to address. Yeah. Before it was like, they're trying to get out of the town now. Yeah. There was, it was hilarious. And then I don't know if it was last year or the year before. It's become now. There's like underlying, th- or not even underlying themes. Yeah. It's like they're no, we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna come out. This is, yes, we've got gay characters. Yes. Yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna kiss. Um, we're we're not gonna hide it. The parents are gonna be cool with it. There's yeah. no one that's gonna be uh, awkward about it. I mean, it's using your platform, right? Yeah. Like Dan Levy has something to say, and yeah. he's got a platform to say and it. He's so. running with it. Yeah. 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 Um, I admire that. Uh, yeah. So do I. Um, what did you? What are you going to miss about that show? Well, every Friday they would have sushi, for sure. Uh, Come on, like a rose of sushi. Uh, what am I going to miss? I just, I am so enamored, and it's one of the reasons I love, like, uh, the firecracker department, or, like, Matt and I have our show, The Barum and Sneakers Show, and mm-hmm. we do live podcast, and I just love, like, the community. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the people coming together for the thing. Yeah. And especially when the thing is funny and joyful. So I'll miss that. I'll miss seeing everybody and hanging out. And I love I love set life. I love the morning when you're going around and saying good morning to the crew. And I love just the, I love it. I love the early mornings. Mm-hmm. I mean, we never had really crazy long days. Um, I just love, I, it's the community. I love yeah. the community of that show. How funny is Jerry in your life? Not at all. No? I know. It's really? shocking. No, he's awful. <laughs> He's more morose and uh, depressing. He tells a lot of stories about dead things. He is so funny. You know, when I had seen him do stand-up, yeah, um, just at Yuck Yucks randomly, oh, okay. and I remember going, like, I was in tears laughing, and I was like, that guy just appeals to my sense of humor. Like, mm. it just really clicked, and I watched all his stuff online. And then he had his own show, and I was actually at the first table read when they had, like, just before it was cast or anything. Oh, wow. Uh, and I think I was one of the few people that were at that table read from the um, cast that ended up being the cast. And so I, I then I he, when he, I really wanted it. Like it was one of those, like I know his comedy, mm-hmm. I get his comedy. Yeah. So um, yeah, he's very funny. He's very like dry, dry sense of humor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I but saw, I like that. I, I loved, people took it the wrong way, but I loved his video on Canadian women's hockey. Did you see that? I didn't see it. Oh, it was hilarious because I know he loves hockey. And, yes. and I know he knows oh, all this stuff. he's such a fan of hockey. And he would go through, you know, the women's lineup, I think. I think it was for the, yeah. And he's going through all the plays. Who? Why is she playing? Right. And she maybe she had like an amazing slap shot and he would say, 
you know, her slap shot really it's like the weakest thing about her game. Right. Like you knew. But he would do that for the men's team too. Oh, like it did. wasn't a gender specific. I know. Yeah. And I loved the way he spoke to it. That's what I got introduced. Was it the score he was yeah. on? Yeah. I loved his interviews. It was the funniest thing yeah. on sports TV. I know. He he's was the just, best. Yeah, he's got a very quick, quick mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was it like having uh, Robert Chili's baby? <laughs> um, well, did you see the pregnancy scene? <laughs> did you see when I, like, you put your foot quote, on unquote. His, you put his, your foot yeah. on his face or That's something? Nathan McIntosh, who's a funny stand-up comedian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the uh, the, the ambulance driver. Yeah, the nurse. yeah, yeah. If you ever get a chance to talk to him, he's oh, okay. fantastic yeah, yeah. as well. Um, oh, that's right. He's not in that scene. Yeah, he, it's you and Jerry D in that scene. No, right? and him. So he's the the nurse. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then Jerry's in the background yeah, with yeah. his neck brace. That's right. Why is she here? Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. I mean, it's what a great storyline to get. That's really fun. And that scene, we I lost my voice from screaming. Yeah. I've never had a baby, but I figured <laughs> you just scream a lot. And um, and then at one point, Jerry went, you know, it'd be super funny is if we threw up on her. So we stopped filming okay. and got some stuff to throw up on me. So it got real, <laughs> real banana smoothie for a while. Yeah. But it was a fun storyline. Yeah. I had some fun things to do on and that you show. Guys got, you guys got married. And then we got married. Yeah. Spoiler alert, we got married. Wait, no, that's that that's shows. it. I mean, if it's aired, if you haven't seen it, yeah. too late. Now, is the season over? Like, has mm-hmm. all the episodes been played? Done. So it was only eight episodes? Yeah, we only did a short season. Because I watched the eight and I go, okay, it's only eight. It's got to be more. Did you see people walking away from the school? Yeah. Yeah, that means it's over. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait a second, I forgot my cell phone in the staff room. Yeah. Part I need two. To go, I need to go back into the, the dumpster. Oh, again. yeah, I forgot my, my, I need those track pants. Yeah. Um, no, it was eight season, eight uh, episodes. Okay. Yeah. Damn. But it was fun. Like I got yeah. some funny, Jesse Gabe and like Lindsay Stewart, Dane Clark. I'm trying to think who else was in the writing room. There, um, Shebley. Like they're such great writers, uh, yeah. and they gave me funny stuff to do. That's yeah. Oh damn! I'm gonna miss that show. Well, um, you can always watch it on Netflix. You're talking now. to yourself right now. Yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> Tell yourself you're Sorry. doing a good job. <laughs> Do you need me here? Should no. I go? All right. Um. So what's next then for you? Like I know there's a firecracker. Yeah. Um. But is there any? I don't want to make fun. Like oh no, no, you you need to do something big. But is there? Is there, is there a new? I don't know CBC or CTV or whatever. Um. There's a couple project? of pokers in the fire. Okay. But nothing that is set. Mm-hmm. And so typical of me. Uh, typical sneakers I end up creating a lot of my own things because I don't I don't know I don't want to wait around for somebody to let me do what I love doing so I um like the podcast the the Behrman sneakers and the firecracker department and then we do live Behrman sneakers recordings what's, what's, so what's the difference so the one that oh yeah firecracker departments like I talk to firecracker ladies yeah and then Behrman sneakers is Matt and I doing improv just riffing yeah but we bring in a guest so we bring in a guest, a, f- a funny guest. And so, like, l- we had, um, oh, my God, we had uh, Scott Thompson on from Kids in the Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny. We did a live show with him. And then Rebecca Hansen, who's on um, Mystery Science Theater 3000, which is this really weird show on Netflix. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, so we do that. And then we're just doing more live shows. And uh, we've got a new podcast coming up called Someone Stole Something that's a true crime parody. 
um, about how someone, someone stole, something. stole something. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that kind of stuff. And then, uh, you know, I'm auditioning and pitching shows in Los Angeles. So that sounds cool. You keep just keep on. So two comedians in the house. That's right. How does like? Do you guys try? Some to would one say up? one. So who would be the one? No, we we share. It. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you try to one up each other? Does it get tiring? No. Are you guys funny with each other all the time? Not all the time. Yeah. We're human. Like, not. I mean, people say that though. They're like, "Oh, you're always laughing." I bet at home. I'm like, "No, like we're a real married couple." <laughs> but um, we do serious? have a lot of laughs. Yeah. Like we don't. I don't ever get tired of laughing with him. Oh my god, it's one of my favorite things in the whole world. Mm-hmm. And that we can still make each other laugh. That's a pretty charmed yeah. life. I sometimes say something that he'll laugh at. And I'm so like, it's my, it's the best sound. Like making your partner laugh is the best thing in the world. So yeah. And then we get to do it on, on stage and, and scream. We have a bunch of sketches that we've filmed. So So it's almost like, cause I know in in the, uh, in the getting married episode, Uh um, I, is it, uh, Miss Turdy? Mm -hmm. She's talking about, Kathleen Phillips. is is it she that's talking about, I I want, no, it's not her. Oh no. Emma Hunter. Emma Hunter. Yeah. I want someone to. I want to work with him. I want to live with him. I want to do this. Yeah. And you're like, no. <laughs> right. I'm like, that's but you have punch that. me in the face. I do. We yeah. do. Every, like the other day he said to me, he was like, we spent a lot of time together. Like most hours. Yeah. Like he might go out and golf. And then I'm like, all right, I got three hours to myself. And sometimes we need like mm-hmm. a little bit of space, but uh, I don't know. We figured it out so that we don't drive each other too crazy. Yeah. And there's diversity. You know, like we travel quite a bit. So, um, we amazing. get breaks, but we like each other. Yeah, I like him. He's good. a good guy. That's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He does. He does a lot of like. He's really kind, and um, he's very supportive. He's a good guy. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really really good. Um, I, I I'd be remiss if I didn't mention like you're you're an award winner. You've been nominated. Thank you. So many oh times. my god! Finally, this no is one talks about. Finally, that. we're talking yeah, about it. Finally, <laughs> you're winning awards and stuff. How is it like? You know, when when you first started in in this in this journey, yeah, that you're on, it was like, ah, can I do this for a living? To this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. and then to be recognized in in the industry that way, is it just yeah, it's another thing. <laughs> it's it's just happenstance. Like, how do do you feel anything? It feels like whenever I've been nominated or won, like because nominations do feel good too. Like it's mm-hmm. not you know people are like it's just a pleasure to be nominated. It's true. Like I it's. It's it feels good because I'm doing what I love doing and to have people around going, hey, what you're doing is great. Yeah, it's like, oh, fantastic. Like, I'll never get tired of people like saying that something I've done made them laugh. Mm -hmm. That's like the best compliment in the world. Yeah. Yeah. What's happening in L.A.? Tell me about it. What is happening? What's not happening? What's happening? So I I, I asked that the wrong way. Um, We know you more for the stuff you do here. Right. Um, is, is there a desire to make it big in the States? I mean, there's a desire to be successful Mm. in what I'm doing Yeah, for sure. So if that's in LA or if that's in Toronto, you know, I just want to, I want to keep doing what I love doing. Yeah. So we, we're new to LA. We've only been there like a year and a half. Yeah. So, um, is that home for you now? It's back and forth a okay. little bit. Like we still work a lot in Canada, and um, so I, I don't know. Like it's, it's also an adventure. Like mm. I, we went there going, let's see what opportunities are there and what the possibilities are. 
But it's become sort of like an adventure that we're on because we've met this like community of really like friends that I'll have for the rest of my life. And I mm. forgot about the friends that I would meet there. Yeah. Like it didn't, like I wasn't like, let's move to LA where we can meet some new friends. It was more like, let's try this. We don't have kids, so let's go yeah. for an adventure. Sure. So, and we're in it together too, right? So it's not like he was, um, you know, I don't know, an accountant. And I said, okay, you have to quit your job and come yeah. into LA. So we're in it together and it feels, oh, that's my snooze. Um, it feels it feels uh, like there's potential, mm -hmm. but it's it's work. We got a lot of work to do. Yeah. You know, it's like starting over again in a lot of ways. Let's get back to Firecracker okay. Department. Um, who's been some of your favorite guests? I that's a hard They're question. Awesome, I right? know, right? Like, yeah. what would you say? Wouldn't you say that I everybody you no, no yours of your guests that you've talked oh, to? No, wouldn't well, you say well, like there's, there's been people that like ten, five minutes and I go, oh my god, I want this to last for at least a half an hour, but I don't know what to. <laughs> They're not, You're like, they're not giving me anything. Oh my god, that would be painful. You know, I I um, I know I know as you said, like I know my my guests mm. a little bit, so I'm yeah. always like curious about things before we talk. So I've had such great talks, like talking to Cameron Mannheim was a great one. Cameron Mannheim from the practice and okay. talking about her early days as an actor and tell being told that she was too large to be an actor and. Um, fighting through that and great breaking ground like she's a dynamo and mm -hmm. um, who else um, Danny Kind from uh, Working Moms she okay. was great because she was so like authentic I'm so honored like when Which one people is she? Is she the... she's the redhead okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. the therapist right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah, yeah. she um but she just came in and she was just really like truthful and she was herself and I feel like that's such I'm so proud that people tr trust this discussion enough yeah. to go into the depths that we go so uh, she's great um gosh everyone I just love them all for different reasons we're, you know we're launching Kat um, Barrel from Winona Earp this week and um she's again like these stories because you see these folks and I'll see them at events or I'll see them at functions and then I'll be like, what? I wonder where, how they, how did they get to be what they're doing? Mm. And like, Cat Barrel used to direct things when she was like in, like in school wow. before any, before her career took off, and she's making her own movies, and I'm so inspired by that. So, um, I can go on. I can go through all of them and tell you how much I love each one of them. Um, yeah, Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek was a great discussion. She's hilarious. Yeah, she's all like, she's one of those genuinely funny, natural people. Yeah, and. Um, but she's also got a great story about like how their house, everything in their house burned down, and then she had to start from scratch. And and she's just uh, yeah, I'm I really enjoyed that. Jane Eastwood, Jane Eastwood, who was mm -hmm. like an um, SCTV alum and really paved the way for us in comedy in so many ways. Second City gal. Um, in fact, one of the firecracker departments is called Red Point that Joanne Boland started, and it's recognizing women who have gone before us to sort of, as I said, pave the way and mm. break ground for us so we can do what we're doing now. So I've got so many interviews that I want to do still. There's lots, lots. So new season's starting soon. Yeah, so right. that is launching tonight. Tonight? Yeah. Okay, so who can we look forward to? Um, so we've got Cat Barrel. We've got yeah. um, Molly McGlynn, who's this amazing director. Okay. Uh, she directed, um, oh my God, uh, Mary Goes Round. 
just mm-hmm. escaped me for a heartbeat. Uh, but she's also directing in Los Angeles now. She's directed um, Grownish and I can't remember the other show. But anyway, she's just a kick-ass lady and director. So again, like she's not only a great director, but then sitting down with her, I'm like, I'm enamored with you. Yeah. And she's beca- like, we've become friends now because she's great. I say great a lot. <laughs> but life's great. Uh, so who else is coming up? Gabrielle Rose from Vancouver, who um, you'll probably remember from Sweet Hereafter, Adam McGoyan's movie. Mm-hmm. And I've known her forever. She and I did a movie called Two for One with Gavin Crawford. And just sitting down with her, again, just this authentic, like, genuine, real person that uh, that just, just we had this great talk. Authentic, genuine, and real all are the same thing. Yeah. But I said it three times because I mean it. You <laughs> I mean it. Um, who else is coming up? Um, there's a couple people. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to remember who else is in that. Jessica Holmes. Oh, my gosh. Such a great. Oh, she's fantastic. And what a great like journey she's been on with her like support and awareness towards mental health. And she wrote a book. And mm. she's, a, again, a kick-ass lady. Um... Um, Ingrid Veninger, who's another director, okay. she directed um, Porcupine Lake. So again, like there's this, she's oh, she's yeah. an amazing person. Like it's sort of like recognized to get people like Cameron Mannheim that has a higher celebrity status yeah. maybe, but then people will listen to that and go, hey, Molly McGlynn sounds interesting. I'm going to listen to that too. And so it really, new people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is awesome. That's my hope. That's really, really good. Uh, I, I think I've asked you. Oh, thank God. Every oh my God. Have I missed out anything? You forgot, uh, you know that thing that you're gonna ask me about that you decided before we started recording, and then you decided <laughs> no. <laughs> hook, I, I quickly, have a hook. I quickly read somewhere mm-hmm. um, you wrote for Trish Stratus. Oh yeah. What do you write for her? Um, her wrestling moves. I was like, you grab her by the hair, <laughs> grab her by the by the belt, grab her by. That's it. Grab her by the, grab her. by the P was not mine. <laughs> that wasn't you. Um, Trish Stratus and I met because she came in and... Uh, is it still recording? It's still, we're still good. <laughs> um, Chris Stratus came and... Uh, no, Trish Stratus. I think I called her Chris. Chris. Yeah. So Trish came in and did a little work with um, Second City once. Like she did uh, like a show with us. So she learned some of our sketches because oh, wow. she was doing comedy at the Second City. And then she did that. And she's such a cool lady. So she, while she was wrestling, she was doing a little bit less wrestling. She was trying to like mm-hmm. just start to leave that community. So she did our show. Super funny lady, really okay. quick witted and like cheeky and yeah. she's just got a great, she's just got a great vibe. And uh, she's going to be an upcoming firecracker ah. interview for me. And um, so after that, we stayed in touch. Like I went to her wedding and we became friends. Oh, and wow. she's just, a, and she started her own uh, yoga studio mm-hmm. that is like a huge success. Like she's just a smart businesswoman too. Yeah. And she flips houses. I think she still does that cool. with her husband. And uh, and then she was doing hosting the Walk of Fame, so she asked if I would come and write for her. Oh wow! Okay. So I came and wrote for her, and we just had a blast. Like, it's she's just a treat. She's a nice. real lovely lady. That is awesome. Yeah, Naomi, thank you so much. Thank you. I can't think of a better way to spend fifty-eight minutes and twenty-six seconds. <laughs>